everyone. I am Farah Kimji, and you are listening to the Futura Talks podcast. I believe the future will be built by those who see opportunity where others see uncertainty. It will be built by people that don't look like the traditional leaders of our past, but by women and individuals from diverse backgrounds that see the world differently and who are driven to make it better for all. This podcast will feature these people, self-made leaders and entrepreneurs that defy odds and are motivated to build a better future. We will also share practical advice for how you can unlock your full potential as the leader of your own Futura. Now, let's jump into today's episode. everyone. So I want to start this week by sharing a little bit of a story. So yesterday was Father's Day and tomorrow is my dad's birthday. So I was just trying to think, okay, what do I get him? I had already bought him some clothes for the summer. He's not really a gifts kind of guy. Like that's not his love language. Although we always get him gifts and he's kind of like, okay, great. Thanks. And moves on pretty quickly. So this year I was like, okay, what can I do? Um, that's a bit different. Now his love language is acts of service. My dad loves it when you do things for him. So there's one thing that he was really wanting for a long time, which was for me to help him clean out our garage. Now this garage was just a mess. Like it had become storage. It had be, you know, the garbage is done in the garage. There was just like a lot of stuff that needed to go to the junk removal. They'd been in this house for eight years. So stuff had just accumulated and the garage had never been like properly cleaned out in that eight year time. So he'd been asking for a while and it was just a project that I did not want to do. Like I do that. I'm not one of those people who likes to get my hands dirty in that way. I, I like to like use my brain for other things and, and whatnot. But like, I just, I'm not one of those, like, let me get my hands dirty and fix things and throw out garbage. It's just like, not my thing. I like to organize clothes. That's a little bit different, but like garbage, dirty, messy, gross, no thanks. So I'd been procrastinating, but I knew he was overwhelmed by it. I, you know, he's in his seventies. It was sort of a task that he definitely needed some help with. But again, I was procrastinating. I was delaying and and partly because I was overwhelmed. I was looking at that garage and all I saw was chaos. I was also feeling like, I, I don't know if I can do this on my own. And so I just was putting it off. But finally, Father's Day came and I, I woke up something that morning, like wasn't planned out. Something that morning just said to me, you know what, just start, like do what you can. Like it may not be perfect, but do what you can. So I started and I actually didn't enlist my father's help. I sent him golfing. So it was like a double present. I'm going to clean your garage and you get to go golfing. <laughs> um, so he came back to like a pretty clean garage, but well, uh, let me not jump ahead. So what I did is I started and I just kind of like started in one section. I'm like, okay, this like, I started with the easiest section, to be honest, <laughs> just like compiling, breaking down some boxes and whatnot. And then I went to the next section. I went to the next section. I took a break. I come, came back to it and I slowly worked my way through. And then I got to a point where I was like, oh, I want to make sure this garage looks pristine. It wasn't just about 
doing a little bit. It was about doing it properly. So we could have a garage that we could feel proud of walking into. That was the goal. When I put my mind to something, I want to make it like, I want to do it full on. That's just how I am. That was actually part of the reason though, that I hadn't started the garage because I knew how I was going to be, that I wasn't going to stop until it was finished. I was overwhelmed by even that idea, but I decided to get over that and just start. What I learned in the process, this is why I'm telling you this story is because I learned a lot in the process. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a, I could do hard things. Okay. I could get my hands dirty. I could do it. And I could not just do it, but I could do it really well. That garage looks amazing. If you need help organizing your garage, you can now call me. I know I can do this task. So that was pretty cool because that was something that I just was like, I'm not the person I was ready to like hire someone to do this. And I know you can hire someone that's an option, but you know, it was just a lot of sorting of personal things that we still had would have had to do ourselves anyways. Like, so I just did it. So I learned I could do that. I could, I could do hard things. Do I have a career as organizing a garage in my future? No, but I know I can, I can do it if I need to. Second, I noticed that I was looking at the whole garage But when I decided to just start in small pieces and just go one at a time, the momentum built and then section by section got done. Then there was this light at the end of the tunnel. Then I saw, oh, I can do it. I can, I can finish this off, but I did not have that feeling when I started. I actually thought that day I was just going to do one small section. Okay. And that would be all that I could maybe do. Right. But I started small, slowly worked my way through and finish. It actually took me a day and a half to like fully do it and get the junk removal guy to come and all that stuff. But I did it. So what I kind of reminded myself of was I was in this process of like, okay, that's kind of how I felt about when I started my first business. I was really like overwhelmed by the idea. I had procrastinated for years. I stayed in a corporate job for years, even though I had several business ideas. I was waiting for this perfect moment to just, you know, arrive to start it. It doesn't come, but I was waiting for that. And I thought I needed to have it all figured out before I could start rather than saying, maybe I could start one small section at a time and that I don't have to have it all figured out. So today, what I wanted to do was like that example just reminded me of a, we can do more than we realize, right? We're capable of doing hard things. We don't have to have all the answers and we can start small. And it just made me think that there might be a lot of you out there that have business ideas. Like how many of you have this idea of doing something? Maybe it's a business or a special project or a career change, like something that you really desire. Okay. Mine was not cleaning the garage. That was for my dad, but I desired it for him. But maybe you desire something like starting your own business. Like I know I did. Okay. It was something big that I really desired. It excited me, but I was waiting for that perfect moment to make it happen, to take action, to, to do something about it. And because I was waiting for that perfect moment, it never came for so many of those ideas. I mean, I had beauty blogging. Okay. Like a lot of my friends used to ask me about the products I would use for skincare and makeup. This was back in the early 2000s. 
And I was like, oh, maybe I should like start a blog. This is when blogs were more popular, but like still early days for blogging. Okay. This is over 20 years ago. And I was just like, oh, maybe I could start, you know, doing some beauty blogging. And I never did it. And now if I had started 20 years ago doing a beauty blog and maybe a vlog and then YouTube's like, who knows? Like that's big business now, right? But that's okay. I don't think I missed my calling, but I had that. I had this travel concierge business idea, an event planning business idea, so many ideas that I even had plans for sometimes. I did the pretty business plan and I still didn't go after it. And I didn't pursue these ideas because I thought, okay, I need to have it all figured out. I need that perfect business plan. I need the capital. I need the money to start. I need the right partners. I need this website. And like, when I started thinking about all the things that I need to have in place before I could even start, I was just really overwhelmed. And why did I think I needed to have all of that in place? Well, two reasons, I think. For me, it was my schooling. Like I went to school, I took business and surprisingly that this business school taught me kind of the wrong things. Like I, when it comes to getting started and pursuing your dreams, I would say it's not that they taught me the wrong things, but what they ingrained in me, you know, I went to school for becoming an accountant. I was a, I I say was because it feels like a past life, but I still am a chartered accountant, a CPA and you know, with that, you're always analyzing risks. That's like, like DNA of a CA or CPA, the the thing changed in Canada was CA now it's CPA, whatever. And we're always looking at the risks, the risk profile, the risk analysis, like, right. So, you know, when you think about starting a business, yeah, it's risky, it's risky business. But then I went on to do an MBA and that was like, okay, you think an MBA would really prepare you for starting a business. I even did an entrepreneurship class in my business and that class in, in, sorry, in my studies. And in that class, it was all about, you know, we created a business plan. We pitched all of this. The reality is what I realized is you can have all the perfect plans But the only thing that really matters is that first action that you take. And funny enough, how it happened for me with starting my business was not the way that I thought it would have happened. I had an idea, so many ideas of starting a business, but I didn't actually go about starting it until I lost my job. And I've talked about how I got let go from a job that I wasn't very happy in anyways. But on that same day that I lost my job, that by the evening, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start a business. Now, look look at this. I had no business plan, okay? I didn't know what the business was going to be. Not No idea, no name, nothing. What I did was probably the opposite of everything I learned in my MBA. What I did was I followed desire, intuition, my calling, my passions, my interests, I started taking stock of what are the things that I'm really passionate about? What is, what, what matters to me? What do I love to do? What, what are, what is the thing that when time stands still, I could just like do this thing all day long and I'm, I'm going to be fulfilled and happy. And then what I also did was I, I tried to find a problem 
that really mattered to me, like a problem that I'm like, I want to solve this. I want to be a part of solving this problem. This matters to me. And I had a mentor that told me this was a little bit later on and I loved it, but I'm going to share it with you. He said to me, fall in love with the problem, not the solution. And I loved that because the solution can change. It will change. Life is uncertain. The world is changing. The package in which you deliver things will change. But if you love the problem enough, you'll be committed enough to figuring it out. So that's what I did. I just found a problem that I really wanted to solve. And for me at the time, it was the fact that women were not attracting enough venture capital dollars when they went out to raise money for their business. That led me to then saying, okay, I want to solve this problem. I started talking to female entrepreneurs. I started asking them how I could help. I started realizing maybe I can just learn this process by helping them to raise capital. That's how it started. Then I started coaching them. Then I started helping them like with pitch decks, all sorts of things. It led me into the coaching business. It led me to where I am now to starting a podcast to feature stories of diverse entrepreneurs. Like all of it happened. I had none of that was on my purview even. That was not the business idea I thought it was going to follow. What I did do is I said, let me just think about a problem I want to solve, an area that I'm passionate about, and I learned as I went. So what I realized is you're never going to be ready. I I did not know that if you had told me that the day that I got fired, that a month later, I would have business cards, a website, and my first paying client. Within a month, I remember June 4th and July 3rd, I had that business card and I was out there and I secured my first client. Had they paid me yet? No, but I was contracted with them. Okay. Pretty big deal. And that's for someone who didn't know that they were ready, right? Like there was, that was not necessarily the perfect time. I, if I had waited to do that business while I was still in corporate or I'd gone out to look for another corporate job, which I could have done, there was lots of recruiters calling me. I said, no, I'm just going to go for this. I wasn't ready, but I just went for it. And I would, I tell you, if I had waited until I was ready, I would still be waiting today. I would, I know myself, I wouldn't have started that business. You cannot wait to be ready. You just have to go after it. Did I know all of this at the time? I just know. I was like, you know what? I have a little bit of runway to maybe do something. I'm just going to start. I'm not ready. Let's see where this goes. And sometimes you just have to do that. You just have to say, today I'm going to wake up and it's going to be different and I'm going to try something and I'm not going to have all of the answers, but I'm going to go after it anyway. Because the only thing that is certain in life is uncertainty. Okay. There's never going to be a point where there's no uncertainty about the thing you're going to do. You're you're never going to find that right moment. So if we can understand that waiting until, you know, quote unquote, being ready is not the truth. That's not the right approach, right? Okay. Then what is, right? What is the right approach? So what I want to do today is actually talk about the five truths, the five realities, the five truths about chasing your dreams. Okay. So that you can start to say, well, what is really, really true about this? How can I actually approach this when I'm not waiting for the moment to be ready? And so the first one actually is to just debunk it all together, that feeling ready and waiting for that perfect moment, perfection are a myth. Okay. Those are just myths. That's number one. So 
first things first, let's address the elephant in this room, that, that feeling of readiness is a total myth. Okay. I think people feel like I've got to be ready before I start something. That's a myth that you need to just totally get out of your head. Nobody ever feels fully prepared or 100% confident to do something new. Okay. Nobody does. Even the most successful people in the world, they admit to feeling anxious, scared, unsure at times. I actually just saw an episode of uh, the Kardashians. Now, please don't stop listening because I watched the Kardashians. I admit it, guilty pleasure, have loved watching that show for years. And on the most recent episode, actually, that I watched with, um, it was about Kim Kardashian and her putting on this like Dolce and Gabbana show. None of that matters. But she said something where, you know, someone asked her like how she does it all. She was interviewed. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry, sorry. She It wasn't the show. She was actually on a Hailey Bieber's um, show where she invites celebrities to her bathroom and like interviews them. I had, that was the first episode I saw of it because she had Kim Kardashian on and I was like, okay, let me just watch this 10 minute thing. And Hailey Bieber asked Kim Kardashian, okay, these are two highly successful, accomplished women, you know, started multiple businesses. And she's asking her like, how do you do it all? You've got all these businesses and you've got a whole, you've got a family and you've got a lot going on. Like Kim Kardashian's life is busy. And she just said, you know what? I'm just winging it. I'm just winging it. I have no clue what I'm doing half the times. And I was just like, whoa, you would have thought that girl has like, you know, team and she's, things are planned out. She's just winging it. She's not ready all the time. She just goes after it without, like, if you're waiting to feel ready, you're never going to do it. So I just wanted to share that because the truth is you're never going to feel ready unless you start doing the thing that you're hesitant about. The fear of the unknown, it might be very overwhelming. And I get that. Trust me. I have felt how overwhelming that can be. But I want to tell you that it shouldn't stop you from trying. So instead of waiting to feel ready, just start taking small steps towards your goal and just build that momentum along the way. Now, the other part of this myth is that, you know, perfection piece. And we've talked a lot about perfection, but if you are waiting to pursue your dreams and you're waiting you know, for that perfect moment. And you assume that in order to achieve your goals, everything has to be perfect. That has to be the right timing, the right resources, right mindset, whatever it may be. You know, the reality is that that is also myth perfection. So life is just full of imperfections and our dreams are no different. Like you might have this picture perfect idea of what your dream looks like, but no, it's not going to happen that way. There's not a straight line to success. I can tell you that right now. Okay. There is no straight line. There is a lot of ups and downs. It's messy. It's imperfect. Sometimes it just takes this leap of faith to jump in and just start working towards your goals, even when you're not sure where to begin or what that outcome will be. All right. So number two, the next truth is confidence is a choice. This might be contrary to what you think, but a lot of people are usually unready to pursue their dreams because they lack confidence. 
Okay. We doubt our abilities or we fear failure, but I'm here to tell you that confidence is a choice. You can choose to believe in yourself, trust in your skills and take action to your goals, regardless of any uncertainty. And even if you're not feeling confident, confidence isn't something that you actually wait for. You don't have to wait for it. It's something that you can cultivate through practice and repetition. That's how you build confidence. You take small steps towards your dreams and then you build it. So you don't wait to have it. That's how you build it. Over time, you get that momentum by doing the thing over and over and over again. And you need to take action. That's the key. You need to take action to build your confidence. The more that you do something, okay, the better you're going to get at it. Like with this podcast, I mean, even now, sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? I don't have it all figured out. I have an outline. I fumble my words, but I can tell you when I go back and listen to episode, episode one, and now episode 55 or whatever this is, my confidence has built up so much. Like I don't even need a script anymore. I just have a few bullet points. I used to script it, right? So this is the thing. You get better at it and you're going to feel more confident the more and more you do think, do something. So it's a choice. Am I going to choose to do the thing and build my confidence that way? Now, even if you do something and you don't get the outcome you want, okay, you can still take pride in knowing that you tried your best, okay? Every time you step out of your comfort zone, you gain more confidence. And that actually spills over to other areas of your life. Like I found that the more confident I got with the podcast or with my workouts, like it's all blended together, right? It it spills over. You get confidence to do things in multiple areas in your life. And, And that's why you just need to like keep taking action. That's how you become successful. I believe it just keep taking action, even when you're uncomfortable. And that leads me to number three, growth comes from discomfort. We need to be stepping outside of our comfort zones. It is essential if we want to chase our dreams. And I get it. It is tempting to just want to stay where you feel safe and secure, but growth and progress does not happen there. It happens when you're uncomfortable. That means taking risks. It means making mistakes and failing and then learning from those failures. It's important to remember that discomfort, that is just part of the process. And it's not a sign that you're not ready if you're feeling uncomfortable. It's actually a sign that you are stretching yourself and pushing beyond your limits. I actually find that when you have this like strange combination of fear and excitement, that is actually a really good signal, right? Most people are just trying to like live inside their comfort zone. It get you know, it's warm, it's cozy, but changing growth only happens when you step outside of it. And I find that by simply venturing outside of your comfort zone, it can feel unpleasant, right? There's this strange mix of emotions that you get. Sometimes they're emotions that you don't want to particularly feel. Usually it's like a combination of fear, anxiety, and excitement. So you might be thinking, okay, Farah, isn't fear a signal 
from your brain that I'm, you're not on the right track. You might be saying like, I'm fearful. Like maybe this is not the right decision to be making. I feel so much fear in the pit of my stomach. My answer to this is yes and no. There is the fear of like going out there and getting eaten up by a bear or a tiger or lion, right? Like there is that fear. That's a real fear. But then there's just the fear of humiliation, rejection, failure. Okay. One fear is about survival and the other is actually really about ego. And our egos like to get in the way, but deep down your brain, what it's doing is generating this curiosity and excitement as a way of telling you to keep moving forward. So that little bit of fear, curiosity, excitement, that's okay. Like that is actually just a signal that you've got to keep moving forward. It's not the same as the fear of running from a tiger. Now, I want to share that I know for me, the first time that I did a full keynote talk, I was flown out to Seattle. It was the first time I was doing a full hour of speaking, just me, a brand new stage, just me on stage. Okay. I was nervous. I was really nervous and I was, it was all new material that I was presenting. I had spoken a lot, right? Like I'd spoken on other people's podcasts. I had moderated panels. I had been on panels. I had done a 15 minute talk. I'd like done a lot of speaking on stages at this point, but I had never done an entire hour, just me, my, my ideas and featuring me like that. I was the I was the keynote. I was the reason everyone was in that room to say that I was nervous is an understatement. I was really nervous. I was anxious. I was sweating like leading up to it, preparing for it, all of it. And at the same time though, I was really, really excited. Like I was proud of myself that I was going to be doing something that made me that uncomfortable. And I start, I remember, I I still remember this day. I've done many talks since, but I started the talk and five months in my nerves settled down and I really enjoyed the process. And honestly, I was really proud of what I delivered. Like, I I feel like I, I killed it. Like I just did such a good job if I do say so myself, but what happened is I wanted to do more after that. Right. So I went through the fear felt the excitement, felt the pride. And I realized that that fear and anxiety will subside, you know, and when it does, that's when you know that you've expanded the boundaries of that comfort zone. And then it's time to move on to another goal and do more or do more of that thing. But that is growth. So if what you're trying to do that you, the thing that you want to do makes you feel afraid, but you're also curious and excited by it, it's a pretty clear message that you're taking the right steps to grow and stretch beyond your limits. And that's the truth is that you do grow through action. The more action that you take, the more you learn, the the more you grow and develop as a person. There's no amount of reading or researching or planning that can fully prepare you. Trust me, I've, I've done that. You need to be in that arena. You need to be facing the challenges. You need to be making the mistakes and then learning from them 
and then gaining experience. That's, that's the cycle It's just by doing, it's not, it's not just though about that destination that you're going to get to. It's about the journey, all the things you learn along the way. Okay. So when you're feeling uncertain, just remind yourself that every step you take, every action you take is an opportunity to learn. Okay. It helps you to improve. It helps you to get closer to your goal. All of it is feedback. All right. Number four, number four is that the right time is now. That's the truth. The worst thing you can do is regret not trying something. I don't want you to look back in your life and wish that you had done something differently or have any regrets. Maybe you passed up on a job opportunity that, you know, or you didn't take a chance on love or you didn't pursue your passion because you didn't feel ready. That pain of regret is going to be far greater than any pain of failure. Trust me. If you fail, you're going to learn and you're going to get back up and you're going to move on. But if you don't try it at all, you're never going to know what could have been. And that feeling is going to sting. Okay. There's never going to be a perfect time. Life is unpredictable. Okay. Our circumstances change sometimes in an instant. I think COVID taught us that. But the more that we wait, the more that we risk missing out on opportunities and regretting not starting sooner. So the right time to chase your dreams is now, no matter how unprepared you might feel. All right. So the final one here is that you are more capable than you think. It's really important to remember that. Sometimes we often underestimate our abilities and our potential, right? This is normal, but we're actually capable of achieving more than we realize. Especially when we look back, sometimes we're like, wow, I did all these things. But in the time, we're just underestimating what we can do. We're underestimating our potential. So what you need to do is just take action to pursue your goals, right? Give yourself that opportunity to learn and grow and just prove yourself wrong. Like sometimes I do the things that I want to do. Cause I'm like, I think I can't do them, but you know what? I, I, I should just do it and prove myself wrong because you know what? Maybe I can, and you're going to face challenges along the way. Trust me. But the more resilient and capable, that's going to build more resi- resilience. And it's going to prove to you that you are more capable than you actually give yourself credit for. When you take action, despite not feeling ready, what happens in that process is that you also become a role model for others. Your courage, your, your determination, your resilience will inspire others. Like even if it's just inspiring your family, your children to take chances on themselves and pursue their dreams, that's powerful. If you can help someone do that, that's what I'm trying to do here with you on this podcast is to inspire you. And what happens when you do that? for yourself is that you become a story for others, like a testimony that they too can do the same, right? You become that example. So you never know who is watching you and who you might actually be impacting by your actions. All right. So you're more capable than you think. That was the last one. I now I'm just going to move on to some quotes here because I I have some good ones. Okay. This week. So the first one is by Gabrielle Bernstein. And she says, fear is often our immediate response to uncertainty. 
There's nothing wrong with experiencing fear, but the key is not to get stuck in it. And I like that one because it's normal to experience a bit of fear, but don't let that be the thing that keeps you stuck or that stops you from even starting. All right. And that's kind of what I've been saying. And I, but I just love how Gabrielle Bernstein anchored that in for us. Okay. So the next one I have here is from Simon Sinek. I I love Simon Sinek, but he says, we crave explanations for most everything, but innovation and progress happen when we allow ourselves to embrace uncertainty. Let me say that again. He says, we crave explanations for almost everything, but innovation and progress happen when we allow ourselves to embrace uncertainty. And I absolutely absolutely believe this. Like the most amount of innovation usually happens in the most uncertain times, right? There's a lot of risk to be taken, but there's also often a lot of reward and opportunity and the chance to do something new and create something new. So when you're feeling uncertain, that is actually sometimes the best time to do something new not wait for all the answers to come. Just embrace that uncertainty and go after it anyways. And then another one about embracing uncertainty from from Bob Goff. And he says, embrace uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters in our lives won't have a title until much later. And I really love this. You know how I'm so big on like the story we tell about our lives. Like you don't know what that story is going to be maybe till 10 years from now. And you look back and you're like, oh, that was the title of that chapter. But you have to go do the thing. You have to write the chapter. You have to take the actions in order to then, you know, look back and know what that title was or know what the meaning of that chapter was. All right. So in closing here, I just really want you to believe in yourself. I want you to embrace your potential. The key to actually overcoming that self-doubt and embracing new challenges is to really believe in yourself and your abilities. And just remember that everybody starts somewhere. Even the most successful people have faced obstacles and setbacks along the way. So don't let fear hold you back from pursuing your dreams and reaching your full potential. And in the words of Nelson Mandela, he says, it's all, it always seems impossible until it's done. So go out there, take risks, embrace new challenges and push beyond your comfort zone. You'll, you'll be amazed at what you can achieve when you bet on yourself and your dreams. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Futura Talks. I hope it has left you inspired and motivated to pursue your dreams, find your calling, and follow your heart in your life and business. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean so much to me if you would consider leaving a review and better yet, sharing this episode with someone who will be inspired to start building their own Futura. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next week.